Welcome back to the podcast. I uh, thought I'd give a little disclaimer before we get started today. Uh, this podcast will uh, involve some politics. We'll, we'll be talking about some politics a little bit. I know politics are a very decisive topic. Uh, I will not be you know, taking a side uh, as it pertains to Democrat or Republican. I will mainly be just, just talking about stats. So I thought I'd Give that a little bit of a warning before we get started. All right, let's get the show on the road. We are live, baby! Not really. Um, it's actually Wednesday night, uh, November 7th. I turn 24 next week, so looking forward to that, but... Welcome back to the podcast. I'm TJ. Nice to meet you. How's your day going? I know I ask this every week, but I'm I'm really I really do care. How's your day going? I hope it's going well. Um, if it's not, you know, fuck today. Tomorrow's gonna be better. So uh, I thought we talk about some topical, and what's more topical than the general elections that happened on Tuesday, um, nationwide. And so I just like I was thinking about it and basically it's it was a couple of things that crossed my mind and you know voting is a very touchy subject uh politics in general are a touchy subject for people you know it's known to in relationships it's known to um in friendships even family relationships somewhat so it's very very sticky to talk about, but you know, I thought I'd give it a try. So I voted early. I voted, um, I'm not humble bragging or anything, you know, hashtag voted early, hashtag politically involved, but I voted early last week, uh, on Tuesday. So, um, uh, I've, I've had my, uh, ballot in for about over a week now and everything. And I think, I think it was Monday. I got this, uh, this piece of mail that basically was a it was a voting report card and what it did was it took me and two of my neighbors apparently and it showed us our showed our voting records and um i thought that was kind of fucked up well i did research and i found out vote shaming is a uh, a thing and then everything like became clear to me Vote shaming has been going on for the most part in this election particularly. I didn't see it so much in 2016, uh, which was the first time I was legally able to vote. I say that like I illegally voted. But yeah, I didn't see it so much in 2016. But 2018 is full of uh, vote shaming and everything. And I thought uh, the report card I got was just fucked up. It's like it was nothing wrong with my, you know, markings per se, but. And of course, they redacted my neighbor's names and everything, but I thought it was kind of just weird that they just basically were kind of telling you, hey, call out your neighbors, you know, voting is important, which it is. Voting is very, very important. It's a privilege when you really think about it in the context of the world. Voting is a privilege, and uh, I think you should take full advantage of that privilege no matter what, uh, no matter what party you're voting for or whatever. You should take full advantage of it because it is one of the uh, ways in this country that you could foster change. So, you know, these these uh, 
these elections that happen usually every two years. There's plenty of city elections and town elections, stuff that probably happen in your town and or city every year. But I guess for uh, and not to say that those elections aren't important, but I guess for the, the point of this topic, I'm talking about general national elections and everything. They're one of the ways that foster change in your communities and in your nation and um, is, is, you know, get involved. But I just thought the shaming route that things like that report card and stuff took was kind of lame and everything kind of pissed me off, actually, because I think one of my neighbors, like it showed that they hadn't voted several times in the past. And I was like, what business is it of mine to know that this person didn't vote? You know, if I was them, I'd be kind of agitated at that. But um, let's uh, get to another uh, subject in voting, which is minority turnout. Now, while I was at work, uh, I, you know, did my crack research, a.k.a. I just realized it was 10 minutes to go and I did a little bit of quick research. Uh, Some of this data and some of this data. Yeah. In fact, most of it applies to Indiana, which is the state I live in. So bear with me if you're living somewhere else or even outside of the country. I have a few people that listen in India. I don't know any salutation in Indian or Punjabi or whatever, but thanks. Um, So at the time I was, which was about 6.56 p.m., uh, I looked at the current differences between uh, the two men, there's actually three people, but I, for, you know, time's sake, I will just talk about the Republican and Democratic Party since they're the major two political parties in the United States. There are two men running for the Indiana Senate seat uh, for Indiana, and those two men are Republican Mike Braun and Democrat Joe Donnelly. Now, uh, yesterday... When I looked when I looked at the results of the election, uh, the difference between the two was very big. It was almost half a million. It was almost five hundred thousand people. I looked today, and at the time of me getting this research, the difference was uh, one hundred fifty-two thousand six hundred and ninety-three, which is insane to me. Just having the only election I ever voted in being a presidential election. And stuff, and the difference was like millions and stuff. So that's crazy that it's it's not only less than a million, it's less than half a million, and it's almost less than a hundred thousand. So you know, get out there and vote. If uh, I know Indiana doesn't have same day registration, so it's kind of too late. But um, and well, you're listening to this on Thursday. It's probably already too late for the entire country, but maybe next time. Uh, the totals for Mike Braun at the time were 1,096,660 votes. And Joe Donnelly had about, uh, almost a million. He had 943,967. One thing that bothered me a lot was, uh, when I was refreshing, uh, Google for the results and stuff to get the most current that I could get. I always saw that Mike Bronze was increasing and uh, Joe Donnelly wasn't. No conspiracy theories uh, or anything, but I just found that kind of weird. You know, maybe they count 
like everyone or one person's votes at a time, like in sections, and then they count the next person's. But I refreshed it a couple of times, and Joe Donnelly never, like, he never went up from 493, 967, you know. So that was kind of weird. Let's get to uh, the minority voting stats, which I thought was really interesting because I um, am a minority. Woo, minority. Why did I make us? I don't know why I made us seem spooky. We as a nation or as minorities account for 29% of the votes nationwide, which apparently was the highest rate in any midterm election in history. Basically, uh, it goes out to um, 12% African-Americans slash blacks, uh, which our previous high was 13%, and Hispanics were 12%, which that is their high all time and stuff. And then the rest is to other minority groups. Um, so 29%. So that leaves to uh, people who identify themselves as white being 71% of the vote nationwide. Um, while it is technically an improvement, what I found over the past years, I still think there's like room for improvement. And I know things like that take time and everything, but, uh, you know, 12% speaking as a black person, 12% for the African-American community nationwide is kind of, you know, it's like we could do better. And, um... I feel like a lot of things in the political landscape are uh, involve us, you know, certain issues uh, hit home with us. And I feel like uh, this is a tremendous opportunity to have your voice heard. So, you know, good old TJ is being your dad for this podcast for a moment. Uh, So just, you know, get out there and vote and make sure your voice is heard, Um, especially minority groups. I'm not saying majority groups shouldn't. They already are. So just minority groups, make sure your voice is heard. Uh, Like I said, it's probably a little bit too late for this election, but make sure you're out there on the next one. Uh, Young people vote, which I also fall into, the 18 to 29 group, uh, 13% nationwide. Again, same same old song, just we need to get a little bit more involved, which brought me to thinking maybe vote-shaming is a thing that needs to happen. I don't know. Maybe that's the only way we respond. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, the, I'm just reading numbers off of a off of a price tag. So um, another another thing that I found was um, the turnout, the projected turnout for Indiana in uh, this year's midterms. Uh, we have apparently we have people uh, five thousand or sorry not five thousand. 5,139,352 people that are of voting age, pretty much 18 and over, that can vote. Um, or that are of the age that they are able to vote. And then from that, uh, we have 4,923,068 people that are eligible to vote. Um, basically, people that, you know, I, I well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if this is just people that are registered to vote, because I feel like if you register to vote, you would vote, right? So this could totally not just be people that are registered to vote, but people that, you know, maybe in our projected turnout was about two, uh, basically 2.1 million. Uh, the exact number is 
125,000 people. So 43.2% of that, uh, I think they take it from the voting age population number. So uh, 43.2%, uh, that's weird because that's nation, that's also probably projects to nationwide. About half the people in the nation don't vote. And I don't know, it's just like, why would you even pass out or pass up on an opportunity like that to make an impact? Um, so I guess the message of that is just, you know, get out and vote or die. So I think, uh, I have no perfect segue to, uh, my next topic, which is, um, I had a job interview last week, but, um, really wasn't a job interview. It was actually an audition interview slash audition last week at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. If you live in the Northwest Indiana slash Chicago area and didn't have a field trip at the Museum of Science and Industry, did you even go to school? But yeah, no, I had a I had an audition there for guest experiences or whatever slash facilitator, and basically it was like you'd be a part. I would have been one of those people walking around with the like science lab coats and educating your ass. So uh, it's really cool. Uh, really cool interview that I went through. Probably the best interview I've ever had. Uh, it's, like I said, it's basically an audition. Um, we basically sat for a minute uh, waiting for our HR lady to take us to the actual audition. Got to network with a bunch of cool people. I won't say their names on here uh, because I don't have permission to, but really cool people. Is about, I think, uh, one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight. It was about eight of us um, auditioning. And it wasn't just auditioning for one job. It was auditioning for a spot on the team, basically. We basically played improv games to audition. Uh, The first game was the pointing game, which basically the point was... (laughs) Basically the point was... That's a shitty joke. We were to point at... It was name recognition. We were to point at somebody say their name, then you do that all in a circle until you get back to the original person. And then we started throwing in a random science word and stuff, just, you know, get the brain going and everything. Pretty fun. Our second game was staff and guest, which basically you paired up with someone or one of the your fellow auditionees, and you guys role-played as staff and guest and vice versa. And uh, that was pretty fun. Build a pretty non-functional but awesome looking uh airplane um so got that as a souvenir uh we played one last game we did some minor paperwork and you know obviously they talked to us about the job and everything but third game was uh pocket science where they had these little baggies that uh had had little scientific like they had a note card and something like some object and you had to go outside and you know study the note card and come back in and give a, basically a brief presentation as if you were a full-time staffer and you know how you would act and everything um really really fun time like i said it's great networking opportunity and i got the job hold your applause because uh, i'm gonna disappoint you i couldn't take it now you might be wondering uh, TJ, you say you hate your job all the time. Why didn't you take this one? This job seems fantastic. 
and it is a fantastic job. Um, the the pay cut that I would have taken would have been monumental. So um, I don't know. I just it, it's it it go it it be like that sometimes. Well, I accepted the position because I I got it like the day after, and then I kind of waited. Until Monday, and then uh, one of the supervisors emailed me with information about a background check and a drug test, and I just didn't do it because I already did the math in my head about how much I would have been losing, and I was just like, okay, well, I can't fucking do that. But, um, you know, if anybody from the Museum of Science and Industry on the off chance is listening to this, uh, I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for even, like, seeing me. Um, and, uh, I hope I could still come to the Museum of Science and Industry, even though I, that was my first time last Thursday being there since I was probably 12 years old. Uh, that's what happened to me last week. And that's the reason I didn't post a podcast is because I was so focused on that job interview. Ended up being a piece of cake, but, uh, what's going on? What's going on with Cooleyville? I'm re, I'm re- I don't know if it's rebranding or remodeling everything. I guess technically rebranding. I'm rebranding pretty much the entire channel. New logo. New logos for the shows. Uh, still writing like crazy. Um, so that's what's going on with Cooley Bill. Um, I'm hungry. And I just said I'm about 50 times in a minute. I'm hungry. Uh, the Lakers play tonight. So I'm going to go grab a pizza. I hope you have a fantastic Thursday and a fantastic, I don't know, rest of your life. Go fucking vote. Or die. I don't, you know, whatever. All right, later.